So my name is uh, Carl Blanchet. I'm the director of the Health in Humanitarian Crisis Center at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And I am an uh, associate professor in health systems research. Today we are facing uh, many armed conflicts and large-scale natural disasters. And uh, we have many, many questions about if we do a good job, good work. And this year in Istanbul at the World Humanitarian Summit, we talked about the, the role and place of evidence in humanitarian assistance. And we all agreed at a very um, global level that more evidence is needed. They wanted to understand what kind of evidence we have and where the gaps are in order to inform them on the research priorities for the new research grant managed by ELRA. How did you then set about doing this? So what we did is that we, have, we had in front of us a lot of um, sectors, health sectors we had to study. So we, we look at the Sphere Handbook, which is um, a kind of um, uh, humanitarian standard handbook, to look at all the health sectors and understand how we can start reviewing evidence on the effectiveness of health interventions. So basically what we did, we reviewed all the evidence that um, studied or tried to measure any health outcome. All evidence to date or over a particular time frame? We started in the 80s and stopped the study um, in 2015. And what we did is that we tried to review all this, the evidence available in uh, as many languages as possible. And so what were the key findings? Because the report is fairly lengthy and you've got a lot of information in there, but what were some of the key kind of points and priorities identified? So we, we reviewed more than 10,000 uh, articles and papers, but we at the end we only selected 345 art studies. So it shows that there is still not enough evidence, and not in terms of quantity, but as well in quality. Um, the, the quality of the studies was um, either weak or moderate. The very good news is that um, 80% of the good quality studies have been produced during the last 10 years. There are a few sectors like WASH, water and sanitation, gender-based violence, non-communicable diseases and physical rehabilitation where we do not have enough evidence and more needs to be invested in terms of effort and time. One of the key findings as well is that not enough funds or money has been invested in research. And this can explain why there's so many gaps. And where um, was the research good, I guess? Where did you see that there is quality evidence to help inform, I guess, today's responses? There's a lot of evidence, good evidence or good studies in a few areas such as infectious diseases. A lot has been invested, for example, in malaria studies, in malaria research. It's very interesting. There's a lot of evidence on refugee populations, but what we don't have is we don't have much evidence on urban populations. So what does that mean? Is that we have been very good at doing research in refugee camps, but now in this new situation that the one we experience, for example, in the Middle East, where refugee populations are scattered everywhere in the country and not in refugee camps, there's not much evidence on how to deliver 
quality interventions to these kind of populations. Do you think that that's going to be the increasing kind of trend with kind of conflicts and crises in the future, this kind of separation or disparate population? What we have experienced today or what we experience today in terms of refugee populations has never been experienced before. Today we have the highest number of refugees in the world that we have experienced in history. And what we experience today as well in terms of politics and national policies is that it's harder and harder to convince government to give access to proper health care to refugee populations. That's the case in the Middle East, even if many governments in the Middle East are putting a lot of money and, and, and effort to make sure they have equitab equitable access to health care. But as well, look at what we experience today in Europe, where asylum seekers and refugee populations have difficulty to get access to quality health care. And just to take a step back, you, you mentioned that areas like WASH or um, kind of non-communicable diseases, a lot of research is, is lacking there and other areas have been prioritised first. Why do you think that is? We have some explanations because what we did is that we, we organised a few expert consultations, uh, consultation meetings with um, um, quite a few um, uh, global experts. The, the WASH sector, this sector is, is mainly managed by engineers. So they're not so much interested in health outcomes. They're more interested in, in other quality indicators such as water quality or the indicators um, related to waste management. This is one explanation. In terms of communicable diseases and NCDs, most of the armed conflict and natural disasters used to occur in low-income countries where communicable diseases were the highest burden of disease in these countries. Today, what we experience is that most armed conflicts happen in middle-income countries And that's very new for all the humanitarian community. It's a huge sphere and field where not only in terms of research, but as well in terms of operations, we need to invest more money and have more ideas and, and try to find innovations to respond to, to, to changing, uh, changing needs of populations. So I guess just because the populations have changed or the way conflicts happen have changed, the research now needs to change. Absolutely. We need to adapt to the changing nature of conflicts and where it happens. We are now dealing with aging populations who suffer from hypertension, diabetes. So it's important for us to adapt our research priorities and invest more time in order to measure the effect of interventions on non-communicable diseases. So now that you've, you've done this kind of review and you've seen where gaps are, you've seen where evidence is strong, what really needs to happen next? I think what is very important is that the research community has to be more connected with implementing agencies such as the United Nations, I would say the HCR, the High Committee for Refugees, but as well international organisations like the International Committee of the Red Cross or International Federation of the Red Cross, but as well international NGOs such as MSF or Action Contre la Faim or International Rescue Committee. We have to stay connected in order to respond to their priority needs. What we need to do is to make sure that our research 
is going to respond to their priority questions. That's very important. The second aspect is that generating evidence is not enough. We need to make sure that all this evidence is going to help people implement better interventions, but as well help them making better decisions in a timely manner. And do you think this is feasible and realistic for the context? Yeah, it, it is already happening. And, and I think the dialogue between, between the research community and the implementing agencies is much, much better now. And there are plenty of alliances. So we do not have the capacity to implement new interventions. NGOs have it. They probably don't have the own capacity to analyze data. We have this capacity. And so I think this coalition between implementing agencies and the research community needs to happen, is already happening, and I think is going to be more and more done in a, in a closely manner.